Welcome to Heart Talk. I'm your host, writer, educator, and creator, Tracy Michelle. As many of you, I've been mesmerized by the numbers of people who are gathering to protest police brutality around the country, around the world, actually. And yes, I'm certainly intrigued by the diversity of the crowds and the demand for defunding of police. And please, if you don't know what that means, make sure you read up on it. It's not just getting rid of police. But I guess what has interested me most is the way these crowds move their bodies swaying to the rhythm of their chants. No justice, no peace, no justice, no peace. In New York City, there were spontaneous bursts of joy where a circle would start in one place or a cipher would start in another and people would just dance. Oh, they would just dance. It felt like their joy was a kind of resistance, a smack in the face to all those who thrive off of the trauma porn regularly hitting our news feeds. Those who get off on the pain of black folks. Yes, their joy was resistance and resilience in action, live, so we could see it. This reminds me of when D-Nice had his first big night DJing on Instagram. Over 100,000 people were in the space. And I imagine that just like me, they might be in their tank tops and their ball caps and their sweatpants, maybe even a scarf or a bonnet. And they were dancing their hearts away in the middle of their living room or bedroom or basement. It reminds me of when me and my daughter just burst into dance when we hear a good beat. She, being eight years old and a part-time goofball, will start jerking and moving, doing something between the Cabbage Patch and the Nene, and then I'll join her and hit that Millie Rock or a light age-appropriate twerk, (laughs) and then we just start laughing uncontrollably. Now, don't let the song The Butt by EU come on. Oh, man. When that go-go beat hits, (laughs) I took that girl out on the flow me and my baby girl lose it and in between shaking our butts she's giggling her head off because well the song says but remember she's eight (laughs) i believe that movement heals somatic experiencing theory teaches us that there is a connection between what goes on in our minds and how that thing is processed in our bodies That's why stretching after a long day feels good or yoga is used as a treatment for PTSD. In dance, well, dance is just that universal feel-good medicine. I'm so grateful that I got a chance to speak with Randall Rosenberg for this week's episode of Heart Talk. Randall is a professional choreographer and dance teacher originally from Louisville, Kentucky. He serves as youth programs manager for dancing grounds in New Orleans, Louisiana. He is a dancer choreographer for Buku Dance Crew, as well as a dancer for KM Dance Project under the direction of Keisha McKee. And what makes this conversation even more of a joy for me is that Randall's family, my cousin, and there's nothing like talking about healing with someone who shares your DNA. So let's go in. 
Hey, Randall. What's up? Ah, now, see, what people don't understand, because um, mm-hmm. this is a special podcast for me, because Very this, this is my cousin, y'all. This is my <laughs> fam. You know, I have a lot of wonderful people. No shade. I got a lot of wonderful people that I've, I've talked to on this podcast that I love dearly, but this one right here, this is, this is my blood right here. So I am absolutely just so grateful that you have agreed to come on. <laughs> the the podcast and talk to me and as we always open up here at heart talk how's your heart baby yo my heart's complex right now <laughs> it's complex right now exactly but, uh it's it's good yeah i mean i have a strong heart strong heart. it's in the blood it's in the blood but um yeah no i'm 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 full you know uh i i feel like i considering my job is i'm just like got i got so many different voices and people like trying to keep up with and stuff and the mix of a lot of new and a lot of uncertain. Um, but, you know, I feel like where I can find the strength to do good for me, it helps me do strength, uh, give that strength to other people. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finding a lot of solace in that and like, you know, and, 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 and getting to my work and bringing joy as I can to people at home with our technology. So <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. 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 Um, so, I, so this episode, I really wanted to talk about dance and movement and the power of it. Right. And so I'd love for you to just kind of, because when I say this, this, this brother can like move, like, I promise you, like, just, ah, it's amazing. So I'd love for you to share with us how you got into dance. What was sort of the impetus for you, you know, seeking this particular outlet? You could have done anything. You might could have been a rapper, you know, you could have been an artist, a painter, a singer, a writer. Why, why dance? Right. Um, well, I mean, my journey with dance started when I was 13, um, like right after my mom passed away. Uh, my mom passed away the, the previous year. I was back in Kentucky from South Carolina. And I, I mean, I honestly was looking for something to put there, you know, cause I needed something. Uh, I didn't know it at the time, but I was searching for something. And I think, um, I think what I needed was attention, but what I saw that I could get that attention was dance. And I was always looking up to the older guys who would be dancing and, and at the pep rallies and stuff. So that's what I mean, like seeing like, you know, people just having a good time and enjoying stuff and, and, you know, getting something like yeah, I mean I guess I missed it for my mom but that's what I was missing but you know I, I don't think I was really good when I started it was just dancing in the club but you know other people started paying attention to me and it's like hey you should hang out with us and we should dance together um so uh as I grew up uh we ended up starting on our dance crew in Kentucky um as I was uh leading towards graduating going to uh going to college uh things started picking up uh, I started working uh, part-time at a, at a club, you know, doing like visionary dance with my boys and stuff like that, but really learning how like to, to you know, we were managing ourselves. And um, at the same time, life just wasn't going the best outside of that, um, which ended up bringing me to making a decision about leaving the city, um, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, which uh, kind of found me looking where I was gonna go. New Orleans has always had a heart. My mom's uh, best friend's family I uh, lived down there. We visited uh, often. So that kind of ended up being my new uh, stomping grounds was uptown New Orleans. Um, uh, there, I tried to do the same thing I did in Kentucky. I started a crew called The um, Asylum. Um, and we were kind of active in the city for about six months to seven months, doing a lot of big shows. Um, 
and then uh, I was kind of looking for something somewhere else to take it. Once we, uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the people I were dancing with were younger, didn't want to rehearse, um, which led me into switching genres to Latin style. So I auditioned for a salsa company, um, which ended up which had me traveling around the country, like training in salsa, bachata, merengue, kazomba, zouk, um, and really just kind of like seeing that there was more than what I was, than what dance was really for me. And, um, and this is when I just realized that this was something I was going to do for the rest of my life, you know. Um, so that, that went on. Um, and then I started going, I got, a, ended up getting a scholarship to Dillard University in sociology. Uh, and at the same time, I started making connections in the modern dance world um, and like the like folk dancing. So like uh, cultural dances down here to New Orleans, like Zydeco and things like that. Um, and through those connections, I ended up meeting Laura Stein, who's the executive director of Dancing Grounds, where I work now, um, and kind of was around for the founding of what basically I feel like has been my calling the last 10 years is working with this organization in New Orleans. Um, uh, starting in her living room, we are now um, a nonprofit entity in New Orleans that serves uh, five uh, thousand. Uh, we serve five thousand youth, over twenty five hundred adults in the city. We uh, specialize in adult dance education, youth dance education, and artist support here in the city. Uh, all built around the lens of social justice and forming a true community for the dance for the dancers and art, dance artists in the city. Um, and that that's been my that's been my my Probably it's my, my shining goat glory there is uh, not only being able to perform and um, really sh get and get that attention I was seeking, let's just say it, you know, but mm -hmm. also be able to influence and show how much that encouraged me to continue to, to go after my dreams to a whole new generation of young artists. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's it's it's. I mean, the kids are my fuel. I mean, I I don't have any kids of my own, so I got 150 kids every every, <laughs> every year. So that and there and that's what it feels like. I mean, um, those kids give me purpose. I mean, I I love being an artist. I love, I I love performing. But the the attention I was seeking as a performer is nothing compared to. A, chi a child telling you you made a difference in their life Ooh, so um I love yeah that. so yeah so i'm getting that fed and um i am still currently dancing and performing i now am a, a principal dancer for cam dance project here in new orleans under the uh, direction of keisha mckee who took me under her wing maybe about five years ago um and really introduced me to not the modern, not just the modern world, but the black modern world. You know, um, when we think about modern and contemporary dance, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes that get thrown out there. And I think being in a place like New Orleans, being around people like Keisha, those people have really um, shown me, like I said, once again, just like Latin dance, it widened my my perspective on dance, and also gave me a new, like set of ammunition to be like to get to my kids and be like look there's so many different worlds that you can be a part of so Ooh, i love that so much um and and when i hear you say that you know you initially started you know getting into dance because you know you wanted the attention after my aunt renee your mom um passed away um i also hear you know it was a way to grieve 
right? Like, you know, and maybe at 13, you don't know that, right? At 13, you don't know that you need to grieve, right? But I feel like, but I feel like, and you know, we talk here at Heart Talk all the time about the power of art and story to heal us personally and collectively, right? And many people, they think of dance as just like, oh, I'm gonna take this dance class, I'm gonna take this salsa class, um, and it's more physical exercise, right? It's, 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 they don't really make the connection between dancing really being an outlet, that there's something that happens to you when you dance and that you're freeing yourself in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so I'd love for you to share with us, um, like, what part of your own healing journey, like, I know we're all still on the journey, right? But has dancing helped you to unpack? Like, how have you used dancing as a way to process um, whatever? I mean, it could be grief, but it could be whatever you might be dealing with at any time. Yeah. COVID-19. Think... <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I, I, I honestly feel like dance my entire life has kind of been like a like rebellion to the negativity that's going on in my life um for example in high school um like i said dance was my escape dance was Mm. what i needed like it was the only place that i knew that no matter who i was interacting with in that in that space it was like you know clubs like teen clubs and stuff like that it was gonna i i could be I felt I felt like somebody. I felt like I felt like I was somebody. I felt like I was liked. I felt like I was accepted. And that and that is part by who was around me, but also part because I felt like I I was succeeding at something that I really love to do. Um, and and I think what makes that hard for people to kind of grasp on is that dance is such a front facing thing. You know, dance is such and something. And and the way that a lot of that I would say that the majority of people who are not dancers observe dance. It's like they're observing dance. And when you observe, you're prone to make opinions of it. So when you've been making opinions of it from the outside like that for a whole time, and then it's like, now you do it. Your, your first thought your first thought is like, okay, what are people gonna think about my dance? Um, and I think once you get to that point, then you're not, the, that's, that's where the, you, that's not gonna, what heals you. The healing comes from turning that inwards and being like, why, what does dance do for me? And finding joy in that to make you want to continue to do it. Um, So like, and that's what kind of happened with me. It was like, um, like coming back down here, coming to New Orleans, um, same thing, trying to recreate what was, what I liked about it. But in the end, it was just kind of like front facing. I mean, just front facing thing. But when I switched genres and it wasn't about me being the best no more, it wasn't about me looking good. And it was really about me learning something to make myself better. Mm-hmm. That's when it started, it, it, it worked, you know, it was kind of like my direction and how I approached it is what made it, made it feel better. So, um, yeah, it was about making myself, giving myself more depth, finding it, like trying something new. Um, and those acts I felt feel like, now, as I look back on them, are just like true acts of self, of self love. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. It's, ve- it's very much, um. Yeah, those acts are very much acts of self love. It's just like you take care of yourself. Well, you know what I, I you know what yeah. I, I, 
I love what you're saying right now because I, I teach a public speaking class and a lot of times it's exactly what you said. A lot of the students are so frightened and so scared because they're focused on judgment, right? Because right. they know what they do when they sit and they listen to somebody and they're how they kind of pick them apart. And so they're afraid. They're afraid that they're mm -hmm. going to be judged. They're going to be critiqued. And what the way that I'm able to get them to be better speakers is that I, I exactly what you just said i have they have to turn it in on itself right mm -hmm. and they have to focus on what am i passionate about what position am i arguing that i that i really feel like i've done the work i've researched and i know what i'm saying and i feel really good about it they have to turn the joy in on of itself and i think um in, in light of COVID 19 and everything that we're kind of dealing with right now in this season um I find even for me, dance has been an outlet for me to feel free when sometimes being in this house for 37 days, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it can feel claustrophobic, right? So right. for instance, um, March, you know, March 21st will go down in history because I turned on D nice and he was going for 10 hours and I had on a tank top and some sweatpants and I, it didn't matter. Like, it, you right. know, I wasn't conscious of anything. I just knew that I had something that some energy I needed to get out. I needed something yeah. to expel from my body. And um, I'm very interested in, in somatics and how the mind, body and spirit work. And I felt amazing after dancing in the middle of my floor to Mary J. Blige and whatever else he was playing for hours on end. And it just did something to my soul. Um, and I love that you talked about your babies because we can teach our young people that same, give them that very early. Like mm -hmm. tell, tell me a little bit about what you've observed um, for those that you've taught. Like, have you seen people kind of go that trajectory and go on that journey and realize and see themselves you know, when maybe the first time they came into your class, they were like super, super nervous or shy or scared. And then mm -hmm. weeks later, they kind of come out their shell. Have you noticed absolutely. that? Oh, absolutely. Um, we, um, we formerly had a partnership with the school and I was, uh, I worked directly with a group of boys fifth through eighth grade. Um, and one of the things in my curriculum is talking about the stereotypes of men and dance um which is something that i you know have to deal with every year as students coming into so this anxiety coming into dance is something that i is a is a reoccurring thing because it's a recurrent stereotype so the kids the boys will come into class with a very you know shallow perspective of what dance is and who is supposed to dance like i don't dance i'm not supposed to dance ballets for girls moderns for girls if it's not this it's not, I, I can't do it. So there's so much working against the, the concept of someone, of them trying it. And I have to feel like it's the same way with adults. You know, there's so much that works against, against someone against trying it that um, they have to do it in an environment that's safe. So um, as, as, so what it takes, so the first day class isn't even about dance. It's just talking and getting to know each other. And it's like, yeah, and then I was like, I'm a dancer. And I do this dance. And it's like, I've been in ballet productions. And then the questions come. It's like, you're in ballet. You, it's like, you dance ballet? You don't look like a ballet dancer. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. dance ballet. It was like, it's like, but you're wearing Jordans. I was like, what's that got to do with being a dancer? Right. Are you gay? It's like, it's like, does it matter? It's like, it's like, no. But I was like, are you? It's like, it's like, it's like, because my dad said all dancers are gay. I was like, well, that's not true. 
It was like it's like it's like anybody can be a dancer. And then, like I said, that's the segue. Anybody can be a dancer. Anybody can be a dancer, Mr. Randall? Yes, anybody can be a dancer, any kind of dancer. And then, you know, you want examples? Sure, I'll give you examples. And then it kind of goes on from there. Um, everybody's going to have their reservations and their anxieties, especially on something that, that they're only experiencing with it is seeing extremely talented people doing extremely amazing things, you know, and that's what makes you popular. And that what makes you put you in front of them. Um, and there's a gap, you know, um, that all of my kids have to cross. And it's just like, I don't, I'm not, I was like, I, dance is not for me. Dance could be for me. I like to dance. Now I want to grow and dance. And I feel like everybody has to go through that. And I think it gets harder the older you are. You know, like, it's yeah. just like, you're building up so much, um, so many reasons, so many, I can't do this. And if you're not actively fighting against them, they're actively growing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but, and it's a beautiful moment. You know, it's a beautiful moment when the boys finally get learning their first dance. And it's just like, okay, do it by yourself. I'm gonna videotape it, and they do it by themselves, and and they're like, and they're all coming around, and it's like at the beginning of class, man. Oh, and then at the end of class, man, we should perform this for the school. I was just like, hey, <laughs> slow down, right. slow down. It look good, but that's what I'm here for. Is you know, and and it's just um, and I mean, and honestly, if I'm dating it back to my thing, it, it, it fed me. Like I said, I wanted attention. And it's like the thing, they see something that they feel like they are good at. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Be feeling like it's like, it's, uh, and I don't even think it's like, I, don't, I keep saying attention, but it's pride. You know what I'm saying? It's something you yeah. can be pride, proud, proud of. And the moment they feel like it's like, not only can I do this, this is something we can be proud of. Mm-hmm. Then your mind starts, it's like, oh, well, what can we do? Like, oh, I want to do another one. Oh, and it's kind of like I was, uh, I, I guess my analogy I'll use it for dance is like clay and Play-Doh, you know. If, you know, you see a, a, a vase that someone created, put it, it's like, oh, it's amazing. But if someone's like, create that, you, you'll get anxious, you break down. But if somebody gives you Play-Doh and just says, play with it, you're having fun, you're doing your thing, and you come up with something beautiful, you feel good about it. It might not be famous, but you feel good about that. Right. And that, and like, it's the same thing with dance. It's like, yeah, you might not be able to get in front of 20 people and do a show or something like that. But if you feel, do create like something that you do in the morning that makes you feel good when you get up, you'll feel better about that. You know, and, and it has a positive effect on you. You'll feel better than that than you would just jumping out and making a whole bunch of people happy. And through that, when you do get to the point where you're on stage, you can get joy from not only doing it, but also the joy you bring from other, to other people too. And, and that's, that's the piece that I really want to talk about because we could talk about doing dance, right? And, but we can also talk about the value of appreciating and watching dance, right? And, and the joy that you get. So I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, how the observation of dance impacts us all. Like I've watched people dance, um, mm. you know, the little dance shows that come on television, like, so you think right. you can dance or whatever, you know? And I, sometimes I'm watching it and I, I am so moved like i felt overwhelming joy or sadness or whatever they're trying to evoke there's something really powerful that's happening between the dancer on a stage a million miles away Mm -hmm. and me and my home watching or me at a play watching the nutcracker or you know Mm -hmm. or whatever right so what do you think that is like 
when you what you know when people run up yeah. to you and say oh my god mr randall that was amazing you so dope yes there's the feeling that you get of pride but also like what have you the observed? triggers in them yeah yeah what could kind of trigger them um yeah no um, amazing things can come from that um and it, it's once again it's taking a deeper look in the surface level you know i mean i i feel like we live in a world where we're, we're, we're just so apt to judge and to critique and stuff like that but to really have a connection with dance to do that it's kind of like i mean out of my experiences is when people kind of let down their guard and just let their self be affected by it. you know if something makes you sad it doesn't have to be uh excellent or good bad dance like uh, like uh, someone who has never taken a class before can make you cry with a dance you yes, know if, yes. you, if you allow it you know um and the more uh, i feel like it's, it's kind of like um i mean you know what makes me just as happy as watching someone amazing like alvin ailey do revelation i mean revelations is yeah. seeing like the bad dance videos on tiktok with mm -hmm. like um someone in the partner you know what i'm saying that yeah. makes me feel something like like there like there's a video where it's like it's a, like a slow song and the girl starts dancing all crazy in front of a boyfriend it's goofy they haven't trained or practiced anything but both of them are smiling and i feel their connection to each other so it makes me happy you know right um and the same and and the same thing happens like all no dance comes from, doesn't come from emotion no matter what like every 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 dance that you have has something behind it you know whether you know it or not even like because like freestylers like people who freestyle on the improv and hip-hop at least it's just like the music comes on i go out there but that's even subconsciously it's like i said the groove the funk whatever you want to feel it that's like the emotions you're feeling that this song elicits inside of you um yeah, so, I'm, I, I'm, yeah, when you say hip hop, I'm thinking about like breakdancing. I'm talking about like mm -hmm. back in the day. That was all of what people were feeling about their community and about what they were dealing with and what they were seeing coming mm -hmm. out of them, right? Like they may, mm -hmm. they weren't consciously saying, yo, I'm about to go up yeah. here and pop lock because my mama, you know, ain't got no, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, but right. what would happen was the energy of it would show up when they would dance right mm -hmm. and and that to me is like powerful i mean that's what it is i mean just as i mean i mean the same thing happened in i mean the same thing i mean hip-hop is like all of the epitome of hip-hop is the is the you know pent-up aggression of you know the bronx and the brooklyn kind of just busting out into the scene in all these different forms i mean modern dance did the same thing it's just like ballet was taking over and it's just like there's more stories to be told than this very by the book style. And we want to, we have to break the rules to do this. So we're going to break the rules to do this. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, people say dance is revolutionary and they're not lying. Like it's, it's just like every, the majority of the genres that you see today have been break offs or offshoots because of how somebody felt or how you feel. So just like, I'll, if, 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 um, you're looking to be healed you need to look at dance to heal and not as a critique that's that's one of the biggest things like if my kids go into something like i'm not gonna like this they're probably already passing they're passing judgment on it already but if you're, if i'm telling my kids to go into this performance with an open mind and 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 don't tell me if you like it or not think about everything you're seeing mm. and that and that's what gets the emotion out of it out of people and that's what gets my kids to realize that is deeper than what it is it's just like you know um 
for example, um, I formerly would do a youth show that I bring all my students to come see um, about the Yoruba traditions and uh, the creation of life. So I was an Orisha, I was Shango in it. And, and the first year I took it, my, my, my boys just falling asleep in the front row. It was, it was like it was a little fall asleep. <laughs> and then I was just, they, except for when I was out there, it's just, I was Mr. Randall. But other than that, and it's like, oh, tell me, pay attention to everything you, you saw. And I want you to do a, we're going to do a play-by-play of the play. I want you to think about how specific things made you feel. And we did a play-by-play in the book. The beginning made me sad. The duets made me miss my, uh, it's like, like, you know, I mean, even yeah. maybe it's my girlfriend, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, yeah. And, 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 but even those first little shallow, like, thoughts like that become deeper thoughts about, I was like, oh, you miss your girlfriend? Why'd you, well, what about, it's like, oh, it's like, you know, she's who I think about when I see something like that. It's like, it's like, what kind of, how does that make you feel? It's like that. It's like, how does that feel in your body? It's like, yeah, <laughs> like, you right, know, right. but, um, so, but even if you're not taking it beyond that point, if that feeling is a warm feeling, it's going to do something to you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Even if that feeling is, I mean, it could be an angry feeling. It's going to do something to you. You know, I've seen um, pieces that talked about, you know, the absence of the black male, you know, uh, dance pieces about the absence of the black male. And I would be damned if I didn't leave there, you know, shaken up, you know what I'm saying? And angry and, you know, um, so, I mean, dance is powerful. Dance is powerful. It, whether it's coming out of you, if you're watching or you're taking it in. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm always, again, connect, I'm connecting everything that you're saying to what I know about mental health and the way, um, like, I love what you said about, you know, what you asked the young man, like, how does that feel in your body? And he did the, you know, the wave, right? Like, you know, like, because I think, um, I just, I, I have this overwhelming burden for us to return to our bodies, right? Mm -hmm. Because we have so much trauma and we have so many things. And now we're in the midst of really kind of a collective trauma, the situation with this COVID-19. And, you know, I think movement, even if it's not like modern dance, but, you know, right. ballet or, but any kind of movement allows us to move that stuff in our body. And then it right. helps us um, deal with anxiety and depression and all mm-hmm. of those things that can show up. Um, management, and I'm not taking away from any other solution that's out there, medication, whatever, mm-hmm. take your meds, do what you got to do. But I think mm-hmm. this is also an opportunity to, to process, right? Like mm-hmm. I, well, that's what I hear you saying, process. For somebody Absolutely. who was thinking like, I want to take a dance class and they're trying not to critique themselves or dance, but they, they can't help it. What would you tell them? Like, what is like the, how does, how do we become open-minded when we enter that well i say if you if you if you want to go into a situation like that you i would say to to before you take the class give yourself a a space to dance by yourself Mm. and my thing and it's like okay you want to take class and you're nervous about that before you take that class do whatever you want in your in your space for 15 minutes 20 minutes to at least do something that no one else is going to see that you're going to appreciate because regardless of what happens in that class you will have danced and you felt good about it. So before you even go to class, if you're looking for the class to make you feel good, it's just like you can't expect anything to make you feel good till you can make yourself feel good. Ooh, that's good. So, um, so like, like if you if you need to get your encouragement to take class, 
Feel what it feels like to dance by yourself. Dancing by yourself, moving like you don't have to do organized exercise to get something from dance. You don't have to do an organized moveset. You can sit in your room and just roll your shoulders to a beat, you know, right. but whatever little bitty thing that takes to make you smile, as the moment you smile, that's your move. Do that move again. Keep doing that move. Keep rolling that move. But, and then that move will turn into a couple moves. And then that move will have you dancing by yourself, by yourself. I mean, by, and then that one move will have you dance into a whole song. Yeah. And after that whole song, it's just like, okay, I can just, maybe I'll just do a part of a dance, a, a part of a class. I mean, now we have technology and we're, you know, we're taking classes like we're taking classes now. No one's going to see it. Like, like it, it's in Zoom meetings, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of hard to have 30 people in there and to pay attention to everybody else. But just like in a Zoom meeting in a real dance class, yeah. um everybody that's taken there that is in the room with you has taken the same step as you and they're all trying to better themselves in one way or another um so i yeah i think that there's I a love that. yeah oh yeah, yeah. I love like like just to dance like you know that whole that old you know cliche saying like dance like dance like nobody's looking right, right? like just to to free yourself from whatever mm -hmm. um apprehension you have with the way that your body moves right because Absolutely. i'm thinking about like i don't want to be ableist in this like there are people who can't you know move in particular ways because they have illnesses or they have Absolutely. um you know you know differences in their body and so you know th to them movement might be just moving their finger you mm -hmm. know up and down right to the rhythm or you know right. I, I i'm i'm imagining like how meditative my drink and my two-step might be, you know what I'm saying, for somebody, right, yeah. because that's all they got. Like, the, my drink, get my two-step, my drink, get my two-step. You know what I'm saying? Like, we think, we laugh, we joke, mm -hmm. oh, that's hood, that's whatever. But really, there's something really meditative about that, right? Like, you know, to yeah. be able to move like that and be comfortable in your skin. I'm going to paint a picture for you. Do you remember back when Obama was president? And uh, the 100-year-old lady yes. came to meet him. Yes. And all she wanted to do was dance with Barack Obama. And she sat there and they all danced together. And I love it. That 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 is my happy video. Like if I want to be happy, and that's perfectly right there. The one I mean, the woman is in her like uh mom of a great grandma. But I'm telling you, but like, you know, in her in her just jiving, you know, barely doing a two-step, but just even that you could see it like you can't look at this woman doing this and not smile so it's right. it's you you just gotta it's kind of like I mean, it's like with anything you gotta let your guard down and open yourself to be affected by it Ooh. well you know what i feel like that's a perfect way for us to end is just to you know let your guard down and allow yourself just like freedom right allow yourself to be free thank you cuz i appreciate you um tell folks how they can reach out to you like you know do yes. you want folks to reach out to you on the ig on the gram yeah okay um yeah you can you can reach out to me on instagram my instagram is i want my crown back really easy um and uh follow dancing grounds on instagram it's dancing grounds um and facebook we got virtual classes going up weekly uh, for the youth and adults. So check us out. Yes, I yeah. love it. Thank you, baby. Of course, Tracy. <laughs> Thank All you right. so much. 
Heart Talk is written and produced by my mommy, Tracy Michelle Lewis Jiggins, for Heart Space and New Season Books and Media. Go to hearttalkpodcast.com to learn more. See you next time.